Shopify grows your business no matter how far or big you grow. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling your fans' next favorite shirt or an exclusive piece of podcast merch, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash income, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash income now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. This is Pop Culture Confidential, and I'm Christina Yerling-Biru. everyone, welcome to Pop Culture Confidential. With me is the Editor-in-Chief at AwardsWatch.com, Eric Anderson. Thank you so much for being here this busy morning. Oh my god, the morning of all mornings. It's Christmas morning. <laughs> the Oscar nominations were just announced a few hours ago and we have so much to discuss. Thank you so much for stopping by. I know that you have tons of things to do this morning. This is one of my things to do. Are you kidding? I always make time for this. So here's what I want to do. I want to run through the categories. I want to talk surprises, snubs, all of your thoughts. I'm going to go in the order that you predicted things. Um, uh, start, <laughs> <Uh-oh>. But I will. <laughs> but I'm going to wait with best picture until the end. How does that sound? Sounds good. All right. Let's start with directing. These were the nominees. Jane Campion, The Power of the Dog, Kenneth Branagh, Belfast, Paul Thomas Anderson, Licorice Pizza, Ruizuko Hamaguchi, Drive My Car, and Steven Spielberg for West Side Story. What did you think? Uh, you know, obviously I got four out of the five here. I did think that Spielberg was going to find himself just on the outside, but he didn't. And, you know, the, the film didn't really do, it did okay. It had seven nominations. So it sort of landed in the middle of where a lot of us were at. It was like, is it only going to get a handful or is it going to go all the way and get like, you know, 10? So it, it, it kind of tracks, it kind of tracks, but obviously you know we're we're missing a pretty major name from here and and that would be Denis Villeneuve and that's who I had in surprising it's I I don't know it it mirrored BAFTA it did the same thing that BAFTA did um and Kenneth Branagh this he makes history this is his seventh nomination in his seventh category during his Oscar history that's pretty good right it's amazing. He's totally on his own now, uh, outside of George Clooney and Walt Disney. And would you think that I'm correct in assuming that and hoping that Jane Campion will take this at the end? I think this is an even easier win for her now than it was yesterday. Yay! And this is actually the first time that a woman is nominated twice in this category. 
sad it's but true and nice yeah, <laughs> definitely lots of sad but trues yes it's the it's a lot of firsts it's yeah she's the first woman to get a second nomination this is the first time that we've had to uh a, a woman nominated in consecutive years there's yeah there's a lot of history today there's a lot of history it's so much fun um what about your thoughts on paul thomas anderson were you expecting that um, yeah, because it was starting to surge late, but then it ended up doing so poorly. It only got three picture directing and screenplay. That's it. No Alana Heim, no Bradley Cooper, nothing below the line. Uh, so it was a, it was, as I said, a bit of a soggy bottom for licorice pizza today. <laughs> soggy bottom being the original or assumed name. Everyone thought the movie would be called that. Yeah. The working title. <laughs> um, and it was fun to see Hamaguchi here. It's, this has been, it's becoming a trend now with the foreign director in this category. It has, but this is the first time that they have complemented each other by getting directing and picture in this last four year streak of it happening. Oh, wow. Right. That's true. Not, I'm not counting Parasite. I'm counting the, what, what we had had thought of as the, uh, the, foreign language film director getting in but not getting in picture because we had seen that happen mm -hmm. but yeah i think then parasite kind of kicked that off in a bigger way and then Vinterberg last year and I, I think it's it's one of those things that maybe now it's just going to be a little easier to predict and steven spielberg i'm a bit surprised even though i mean it is steven spielberg and it's his like 11th time i think having a mm -hmm. best picture but but um just the fact that no one saw a West Side Story, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess enough of the Academy did. And, you know, at the, the bottom line is that's all that matters. So let's move on to actor in leading role. There we have Will Smith for King Richard, Benedict Cumberbatch, The Power of the Dog, Andrew Gar Garfield, Tick, Tick, Boom, Denzel Washington, The Tragedy of Macbeth, and Javier Bardem for being the Ricardos. That was a bit of a surprise. You know, I know a lot of people that had Bardem in, uh, and this was their top five. So I know a lot of people that did, and I, I res, I relented. I didn't. Uh, I resisted putting him in. I was holding on to that first-time nominee stat, which fell today. Uh, so you know, now I don't have to hold on to it next year. Yeah, you were thinking Dinklage, right? Yeah. Because I, it's, and it, you know, it was going against the odds to do that because he just hadn't performed well enough to really make that happen. And that film only got one nomination. Uh, it's clearly been underseen. It hasn't even been released in the United States yet because they kept pushing the date off. Wow. So, that was yeah, a mistake, I th right? I think so. I think they could have uh, gotten him in quite easily. Um, I'm kind of surprised that DiCaprio didn't get in. I, I thought that the that the winds were blowing in Leo's direction. <laughs> no, I never felt it. I you just didn't. didn't. No, I didn't. And that's another movie that actually did pretty poorly as well here. You mean so. Don't Look Up? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. well, I'm not surprised, but <laughs> I'm wondering. I'm not either, but like there were just so many people that were so insisting that oh, wow, all of you film Twitter people are just not paying attention. Don't Look Up is going to speak to everybody. It's like, did it really, though? It didn't. But one of the good things about having Javier here, what we can 
while we're talking about that is it meant that two married couples got into four different categories. So Javier and his wife, Penelope Cruz, uh, Christian Dunst and Jesse Plemons. This is a first, right? It is. And uh, I didn't realize at the time, as, as I tweeted, Plemons and, and Dunst aren't married. They have just been together for a very long time oh, and good, good. are a couple. But yes, this is the first time that, that two couples, two acting couples have been nominated together in the same year. And it's funny because I, I wrote my, my piece yesterday of like, hey, here's seven things that could happen tomorrow. And one of them was that. And then another is something else I'm sure we'll talk about in a little bit. Okay, good. Um, they're like my favorite couple. I love Kristen and Jesse. There's just something about them. And and you just tweeted what she her reaction, which was yes. so cute. To, what was that? Oh my God, that made me so happy just for for her. I'm all I'll go directly to it. Yeah, read it because it was so sweet. Because her her official uh, uh, reaction is longer than that one. I just fit what I could fit for a tweet. And she said, to be honored by the Academy is a truly humbling experience for both Jesse and I to get our first nominations together is beyond our wildest dreams. Congratulations to Jane, Benedict, Cody, and Jesse on their nominations and the entire cast and crew of Power of the Dog. Working on this film was a once in a lifetime experience and I'm forever grateful for Jane trusting me to bring Rose's story to life. Thank you to the Academy for recognizing our work and for putting me amongst such a remarkable group of actresses. I love her so much. That's so sweet. <laughs> and I mean, it's unbelievable that this is her first nomination. I mean, just I considering know. her body of work during our time. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but finally, finally, and I think she has she has a good chance. But we're going to get to her. We're going to do the leading women first here. Um, and here we had a bit more surprises. Nicole Kidman for being the Ricardos. Olivia Coleman, the lost daughter. Chastain, Jessica Chastain for the eyes of Tammy Faye, and Penelope Cruz for Parallel Mothers, and your what made your morning, <laughs> Kristen Stewart for Spencer, right, Eric? I I mean, obviously, it was it's impossible for me to hide my excitement about <laughs> this. It was, and it's such an interesting combination. It. I did. I, I did. Uh, as well as, you know, thousands of, of uh, Academy voters, but sure. But um, it's such an interesting combination because one of the things I was looking at, too, is how many different combinations that this category could have been with, you know, original uh, people and biopics and real life people. And it broke down to uh, three, three out of five, which has been closer to the average uh, for this category, having four out of five. Yeah, in the last, I mean, I'm just kind of looking in the last, like since 2009, um, but yeah, so three out of five is much closer to to what, what it normally is. So it makes perfect sense to have Coleman and Cruz in here. But for me, even a bigger shock than Lady Gaga missing is that the Oscars and BAFTA went zero for five yeah, with each other. Nothing of the same, right? It's shocking and fantastic. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Do you mean just because it's fun that that happened or why was that fantastic? Yeah, it makes me want to, to see what happened last year uh, where 
someone different won all four precursors until we got to the Oscars. Because this year, it won't be the BAFTA winner. It'll be somebody else. But what happened with Lady Gaga? I mean, that was like number one. She had all the precursors. She's the only actress that had them all. But we also get that every, almost every single year. We get somebody that gets everything and then is snubbed at the end. And, I, you know, I don't know. Because honestly, everything about her performance is the kind of crazy over-the-top stuff that they love. Um, yeah, she has been everywhere. She has... Her interviews are wild and crazy They've and been crazy. fun. I mean, really, so much fun. You guys have to check out everything she said about how uh, the method acting that went into this role, to put it like Yes, but I mean, clearly they, the, the voters overall just did not go for the movie, really, period. It didn't even get costumes. Leto didn't get in. Thank God for that. Uh, <laughs> but it got makeup, which, you know, was a pretty easy one to predict, but at the same time, you're kind of like, well, you know, you if you get makeup for some big dramatic makeup job, which was Jared Leto's uh, prosthetics, you sort of make a through line that, well, it's only there because of this performance and maybe it's all connected. And that worked out for Jessica Chastain though. True. But are you thinking that Stuart has a chance to win now? Because you had sort of counted her out for a while and then. Well, she never left my, my. Well, your heart, I know. My top, well, <laughs> she never left my top five. She went from number one to like number five. So she was never gone. Um, uh, the, the SAG snub uh, boosted Nicole Kidman for me. And then the Kidman snub at BAFTA boosted Gaga. So it's. It's an interesting group. Uh, the fact Stuart, that Spencer hasn't done. I mean, the movie itself is not. No, this is the sole. This is the sole is nomination, it? and every other um, nominee has another nomination to go with it. Uh, none of them are in Best Picture, though. Ooh, which right. is which is interesting. And these aren't. I mean, being the Cardos has has two other acting nominations. That really kind of for me, pushes Kidman pretty far up. But then the screenplay missed. Um, Penelope Cruz also has the original score nomination for Parallel Mothers. Olivia Coleman has screenplay and that wonderful surprise supporting actress nomination. And Chastain has the makeup and hair. Spencer uh, is the sole nomination was for Stewart. So I think that the only way that Stewart would be like a, like a locked in kind of winner as a sole nominee would be like a, like a Julianne Moore kind of thing mm -hmm. where she would have to run it the entire way. And she's not going to be able to do that. Right. Cause her, 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 her race is over <laughs> mm -hmm. for, for the upcoming uh, nominations, unless critics choice does something wacky and give it to her like they did when they gave uh, Natalie Portman the win for Jackie. Ooh, which would be interesting. Another Lorraine film. Well, I mean, you know, Stuart is the overwhelming critics pick. It would be a little silly to not give it to her and give it to somebody like Kidman who has like zero. Right. She's got ACTA and I mean, that's it. It wouldn't make sense, but it would make critics choice sense. 
Well, I'm super happy for Coleman too, and for Buckley and all the Lost Daughter. It's one of my absolute favorite films of mm -hmm. the year, so that made me happy. So actor in supporting role, Cody Smith-McPhee for The Power of the Dog, Troy Kotsur for Coda, Kieran Hines for Belfast, Jesse Plemons for The Power of the Dog, which we just talked about, and J.K. Simmons for Being the Ricardos. So here's the second Being the Ricardos nomination. What surprised you here? You already mentioned that Jared is out. Yes. And I mean, I'm glad for that. I didn't, I didn't have Simmons in. He only was coming in with uh, Critics Choice and that seemed just like not enough. So I guess, you know, Bardem and, uh, and Kidman kind of pulled him in, but then I don't know why, why wouldn't he get sag then? It seems just a little odd. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm a little disappointed that Bradley Cooper is out here. Me too. He was, I, the best little cameo I've seen in ages. Yeah, I just think it's the perfect kind of nomination uh, here. So it's I'm a little disappointed with that. But happy for Troy, only the second uh, deaf actor after Marley yep. Matlin, um, historically. So and he's so good in Coda. Um, so that was I mean, that was pretty much a sure thing, but still. All right. Actress in supporting role. Ariana DeBose for West Side Story and Kristen Dunst for The Power of the Dog, Anjanu Ellis for King Richard, Jesse Buckley for The Lost Daughter, and Judy Dench for Belfast and not Katrina Balfe. Man. What say you? You know, it was so funny because this was, I think it was the first nomination announcement. And, you know, you you had you had to take a minute to realize they were going alphabetically because you never know you know that they maybe they'll want to like change it up a little bit uh, and um, by the way Tracy Ellis Ross and Leslie Jordan were fantastic uh, were as announcers so good. I thought they were so fun so when it started with Buckley I was like what what's what's going on and then Dench I was like wait wait a minute wait a minute I had to get my bearings because and it took. They took the next name to realize that it was this was alphabetical and that Balf was gone and good good gravy that was wild because she's also somebody that's gotten everything yeah that was like a sure thing it was until it wasn't it was until it wasn't so true and here we've talked a little bit about ariana debose seemed also like a sure thing i'm very happy about that um in here this is she's sort of representing west side story very much so. Let's go on to writing, adapted screenplay. So The Power of the Dog, Jane Campion, Coda, Sean Hader, The Lost Daughter, Maggie Gyllenhaal, Drive My Car, Rusuku Hamaguchi, Dune, Denis Villeneuve, and Eric Roth and John Spates. You had all these. Yeah, this was, this was the easiest category to do five for five in. I thought supporting actress was going to be, but it wasn't since we don't have Ruth Nega in there and Katrina Balf. But yeah, the, the next easiest seemingly so was adapted screenplay. So and any surprises there that you think will come up or what are you expecting? Are you expecting Jane Campion to win that also? It's it's not even close. Again, this this was this was already written uh, even before today's nomination. This was such an easy win for her. And so in original, we have Belfast, Licorice Pizza, uh, Don't Look Up, uh, King Richard, and 
the surprise worst person in the world got in there not being the ricardos not pig which i thought would have a chance and i'm so happy about this it's a great nomination uh and and it certainly was a surprise and again because we knew we were going alphabetical i was like wait a minute we're already at l what could this possibly be because it's not going to be come on come on it's not going to be french dispatch it's not being the ricardos so i it was just a it was it was a big surprise and it's funny because this came before international feature film which worst person got but now this makes this category this both the writing categories the first time since 2003 that we haven't had a screenplay be the sole nomination for a film oh really mm -hmm. yeah so when, when they announced Worst Person, I thought two things. I, I was like, oh, this is going to be the sole nomination. Or this is a bellwether for uh, Renat Rensip coming later. Which didn't, unfortunately. Which did not happen. No, I'm so happy for them. And I was surprised because looking at the predictions yesterday, not many people even predicted Worst Person and in International, which I thought would, because, I mean, basically it's been you know vanity fair had it as the best movie of the year and it's just been raved about everywhere yeah i had it out i just thought it was a little too light and even though it's you know it was kind of hitting hitting at just the right time because it just came out um but i just yeah i i felt i felt it was going to be slighted for some slightly you know more serious fair like like those that category prefers well i'm thinking that the wonderful also and fantastic drive my car will win foreign but i think this one i mean judging that it does have this writing um nomination it's 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 sort of it has a good chance there too it definitely does um because as as you know anyone can vote on this all they have to do is watch or say they watch the films so editing moving on we have Ooh. dune the Power of the Dog, Don't Look Up, King Richard, and Tick, Tick, Boom. I did what not. What happened here? Belfast I did... out. <laughs> you know, this was this was the moment that the morning completely turned around and changed the whole race, as it often does. Talk about that. Why? Well, because having an editing nomination is extremely crucial to your best picture chances. And not only did Belfast miss here, it um, uh, it kind of was a little floppy elsewhere too. But to have Tick, Tick, Boom be the film that, that shows up here and not like West Side Story, for example, was the big surprise or No Time to Die. Um, I don't think a lot of people had Tick, Tick, Boom as, as coming in here because you know it missed certainly the top category. Uh, so this is a bit of a surprise. I'm glad, but it's a surprise. Yeah, it's definitely worth it. It's fantastically edited. But um, does this mean that The Power of the Dog is looking like a better best picture? Absolutely. Better best picture chances, I mean. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, everything's going to hinge on what the PGA does, but yeah, I think it makes the race as close <clears throat> as it could possibly be right now 
between those top two. Because, I mean, as you were saying, just to be clear, that the, most often the best picture winner has editing. Yeah, and that's that's how we that's how we and often. Yeah, we can we can we can if we're in like a a weird year or something, we can look right to that. Uh, Birdman's the only film that's been able to sidestep that, and uh, since Brokeback Mountain, and that was an easy thing to kind of look over because the editing in the film is supposed to be seamless, like it's one shot. Mm -hmm. So they kind of just didn't, uh, they didn't really go for it. Uh, but that didn't matter for that film. And that's a very specific film for that to happen. For Belfast to miss here with the amount of action sequences and sets uh, at the beginning and uh, kind of near the end, it's kind of devastating. Well, yeah, that was an interesting development. Um, we'll see how that goes. Well, that would mean two movies directed uh, by women in a row winning Best Picture. Yep, and, no two best, and two women Best Directors in a row. Yep. That sounds good to me. <laughs> yes, it does. Moving on, cinematography. Here we have again The Power of the Dog, Dune, The Tragedy of Macbeth, Nightmare Alley, West Side Story, and again No Belfast. Yes, again, no Belfast. That's what that's what I'm saying. It missed in a bunch of places that it shouldn't have where the power of the dog only missed one that it wasn't even expected to get anyway. Uh, as it's the nomination nice. leader of the day. Uh, it missed costume design, but that was not really kind of in the cards for it. Uh, but boy, oh boy. Yeah. Miss, missing here. I mean, even... Uh, this is in combination with missing editing. I, I don't know how it's not completely devastating for Belfast. And here again, production design, Power of the Dog shows up again, which I don't think a lot of people um, had predicted with Nightmare Alley, Dune, West Side Story, and Tragedy of Macbeth. And I'm surprised that French Dispatch is out here, which seems like basically production design is the biggest part of the whole movie. <laughs> Yeah, I had it in here uh, and in original score, and it got a big giant zero today. But yeah, another place that Belfast missed and Power of the Dog got in. And yeah, here we are. Here we are. Um, this seems like it was kind of a lock for, for Nightmare Alley with just incredible production design in the end, yes. right? Yes. Mm. Yes. It's probably the front runner. It kind of was before. I think it definitely is now, even over Dune. Dune is here again in costume design. Dune, Nightmare Alley, Cruella, West Side Story, Cyrano. This was no surprise for you, this category. Cyrano a little bit, but I think that's I think it's what I had, right? I have to look at my... <laughs> What's that you had? No, I, the, I have yours in front of me. You had yeah. these five. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's... I, I, I thought Cyrano was going to get three, but yeah, that's Jacqueline Duran. So these are, these are mostly names uh, that we've got in, in here that when you're going branch to branch, you know, people vote for the people that they like and that they go for over and over again. Jenny Beaven, Jacqueline Duran, uh, Jacqueline West, you know, these are, these are names. Talk a little bit about Dune in general. What do you see? It got a lot of nominations. Do you see it sweeping technical or? I, I think it still can, but the directing miss makes it far more vulnerable than it should be 
like I said, I think Nightmare Alley could could beat it for production design. Uh, it's <laughs> it's tough because it, it got ten nominations, but just missing that missing that director nom for you know arguably the biggest undertaking of the best picture nominees is is kind of baffling it's mm-hmm. it's kind of wild you know it's like when when amy adams missed best actress for arrival <laughs> it's like wait a minute how did that happen and the fact that nightmare alley got into best picture that's a whole nother thing because it it completely in doing so with no acting and no screenplay nomination and no director it, no nothing and and no director it bucked when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply every possible trend and history since the expanded lineup we've never had a best picture nominee that didn't get a screenplay or an acting nomination to go with it okay moving on to music so score here dune the power of the dog don't look up and canto and Pillow mothers which i thought was fun iglesias yeah uh so i had parallel mothers out for French Dispatch, but you know both Iglesias and uh, Desplat are huge Academy favorites, so it makes perfect sense that Parallel Mothers is here. I thought maybe Greenwood would have two here, both The Power of the Dog and Spencer, but it didn't get Spencer in. It did not. I think it might have been close, and Hans Zimmer might have been close too with No Time to Die. Didn't happen. <laughs> it didn't happen. But for song, we have there. We have No Time to Die. Um, Dos Uruguitas, uh, let's see, what else did we have there? Somehow You Do, yes. Four Good Days, which I didn't even know about, Be Alive, a King Richard, that's Beyonce, and what am I missing here? Belfast. Uh, yeah, Down to Joy, which is, which is going to be an interesting uh, conundrum for the Oscar producers as Van Morrison is pretty famously anti-vax and he is not vaccinated so he will not be able to be there and perform so maybe they'll just do them all remotely like they did last year which honestly wasn't the worst thing in the world no some of the production on those remote songs were great yeah i agree as as we will talk about in this category this is diane warren's 13th oscar nomination so i mean and also i need to to write this up in this in the stats and history this is her fifth in a row. She went through two periods where she had four nominations in a row. This is now her fifth year in a row. That's amazing. I mean, she's it's just, crazy. Um, and this could give Lin-Manuel Miranda his EGOT. He has an Emmy, a Grammy, a Tony, and now he can get an Oscar, right? Yeah, but I would be pretty surprised if he's able to to beat No Time to Die, I'd be pretty surprised. If 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 he if he wins for this 
and you know nothing against him personally uh but it would probably be more a win for we don't talk about bruno than it would mm -hmm. be for dos Orguitas. i don't know i i wouldn't be that surprised considering the incredible billboard charts and all how these mm -hmm. you know soundtrack is going i don't think it it's all that surprising actually and the love for lin manuel miranda and considering tick tick boom that he direct i mean there's so much with him yeah, no, I think I I think it's possible because he was probably maybe in second uh, in his in his year that he was nominated for Moana, but there was I mean there was no way that he was going to be able to beat La La Land, but he was probably in second. So yeah, it's it's possible. It's very possible. He has to beat Billie Eilish. But he's got to <laughs> beat Billie Eilish, and that would be the third Bond song to to win. So sound, we have Dune again, and No Time to Die, West Side Story, The Power of the Dog, and here we have Belfast. Yes, I think this was an, you know, it was it was certainly an important one for Belfast to get and Power of the Dog, because they they do both represent, you know, front runners that, you know, once you once you collect all your little tokens from individual branches, that that starts to tell the story. Uh, and the sound design in Power of the Dog is very unique. Uh, the sound design in Belfast, there's a lot of it because there's all of the bombs and explosions and stuff like that. Um, but it was going to be tougher for both because this is now the combined sound category. So instead of, you know, mixing and editing and a potential for oh, right. mm -hmm. 10 nominations, uh, it's, it's all boiled down to five interesting and what do you think that will mean um well it this actually bodes really well i i love this set of nominees because it is big action it is a big musical and then it's the two big dramas mm -hmm. so this is an incredibly balanced category uh that i actually love i love this category as it is so let's move on to makeup and hairstyling. So we have Dune, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, Cruella, House of Gucci, and I think a bit of a surprise, right? Coming to America too. Did you see that coming? <laughs> you know, I did. And then I pulled it out at the last minute after hearing that it's, um, uh, it's Bake Off for voters went very, very poorly. So I, I, I yanked it at the last minute and I probably shouldn't have. But this seems like there's a lot of interesting things here. You have Stellan Skarsgård in Dune and this incredible prosthetic makeup and Jessica Chastain in the eyes of Tammy Faye and, and Jared Leto, as you were mentioning before, House of Gucci and Cruella with all. I mean, this is a pretty interesting visual category. I love that Cruella is here. Um, I think the makeup and the hair is pretty iconic and very creative. So I'm I'm pretty glad that it's that it's here. I, I mean, Tammy Faye and Gucci being here are not a surprise. These are the types of makeup that they really really enjoy. Um, so there's there's no real surprises here. To I mean, not really. I think what did I have? I had Cyrano in here um, instead of coming to America. And that was largely because it was the only film eligible that that fit into that type of period that they love here, like a Victorian Abdul or Young Victoria. 
you know, those, those types of royal looking uh, uh, period pieces of hair and makeup. And, you know, it's understandable. There isn't a whole lot of it, but I, I did feel like it was going to be able to make it in because it represented such a specific uh, type of film and type of makeup and hair. And visual effects, we have Dune, Chang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, Spider-Man No Way Home, No Time to Die, and Free Guy. Free Guy is the the one that was the outlier for me. Mm -hmm. uh, but here it is. Here it is. Godzilla did not make it. I'm a little surprised by that because we've had two movies featuring King Kong pretty recently that have made it in. But, I mean, there is just such an abundance of visual effects in Free Guy that being here makes total sense. Right, right. I thought the Matrix Resurrections was going to get in, but um, I guess it yeah, didn't. I, I had it just I had it just on the outside, and you know, it did very well with precursors, but. An animated feature film, you go five for five here, and Canto, Luca, the Mitchells versus the Machines, Flea, and Raya, the Last Dragon. The big thing here is this is the first of the three historic Flea nominations coming up. I'm so happy about that. I I am. I might even be happier about its nominations than I am for Kristen Stewart. Yes. I mean, I just jumped for joy when the third one came up. Oh, I was just so excited. Because honestly, animated felt like it was going to be the harder thing for it to get. Um, Waltz with Bashir wasn't able to make it in here. And so I thought they could easily have gone with uh, the G Kids movie Bell or Sing 2, which had secretly been collecting every Guild nomination possible. It just got everything. So the fact that Flea is even here is something of a miracle. And this is just a great lineup. Period. But of the three, which do you think, what do you think will win? I I don't think Flea can be considered the front runner of any of its categories. And that is because of what happened in documentary feature. Okay, let me let me read those though when we're there. There we have Flea, Ascension, Summer of Soul, yay, Attica, and um, which was the third one? Riding... Riding with fire. Riding with fire, right. So here, the rescue didn't get in, procession didn't get in, fire yeah. die didn't get in, which were yeah. big ones. So this was all over the place. And what were you saying here about Flea here? Uh, well, I mean, the rescue missing was a, a quite a bit of a surprise. But I mean, it obviously anybody that follows me and reads my predictions knows that I've been hammering all season long that Summer of Soul would be snubbed because of how the Doc Branch has treated archival footage films, as well as the, the overwhelming critical favorites. They snub them every single year. They're just like relentless about it. Uh, so the fact that it's in here is a huge uh, accomplishment, huge. Uh, and because everybody can vote, it is now the clear, clear, far and away front runner. Mm-hmm. Um, if Summer of Soul hadn't been in here, I think Flea would have been the front runner. So this was a happy surprise. 
yeah no i i i'm 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 happy for it too like i like i tweeted i'm i'm happy to be wrong about this because <laughs> because it means that the that the branch kind of you know gave up its stubbornness a little bit <laughs> so i'm happy so the third one here, we have three in a row for Flea, is of course international feature film. There we also have Drive My Car, The Hand of God, The Yak. Uh, I don't yeah, Lunana Yak in the Classroom from Bhutan. I love that nomination. Uh, that's so fun. I haven't seen it, but just judging by what I know it's about and the name and, and that Bhutan, and I know it has a really interesting backstory about getting mm -hmm. it made and everything. And then Worst Person in the World, which I thought was... I had predicted as 100% sure, but you didn't have that. No, it was, it was also one of those, like, it, like we, we mentioned just sort of kind of a, a, a favorite, but also maybe a little too light, but it's not really that light. There's a huge cancer, you know, storyline to it too. So I just, I thought maybe it was going to be the kind of thing that, that just misses that cut. Uh, it didn't do very well at the European Film Awards, and so I just was kind of thinking, okay, this is this is a place where something weird can happen, and obviously this category has that all the time. Uh, so I guess it's surprising Hero didn't get in. Yes, that is that, and I know a lot of people that had predicted it to miss or pulled it out uh, kind of at the last minute, and that was the right choice, clearly. Because Farhadi's been nominated many times. And won. Um, so that I was very surprised by that. But here it feels like Drive My Car will take this, as we mentioned. Yeah. Um, if it's, it's in Best Picture, so <laughs> I have a hard time seeing it miss uh, mm -hmm. a win here. Now, before we get into a bigger discussion about the best picture, do you have we have the shorts, animated short, documentary short, subject, and live action short. Is there anything I usually I'm going to start looking at those properly now that I know which ones are nominated? Is there something you want to mention in these? Um, the nomination for the long goodbye is great for Riz Ahmed. Um, that puts him in uh, a, a multi-nominated category place with like flea right he's one of the producers of flea he's an executive producer on flea but on the the long goodbye he is a producer producer and that's a documentary uh, short subject but that's the live, no, 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 action, live short. action short right? yeah Excuse yeah me. it's 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 great i mean kenneth brana christine lottie a lot of actors have been producers on short films and gotten in here and he's now one of them when we do our predictions for the winners, we'll we'll talk more about those. When I I, I want to, I've seen five or six of them, but um, I want to talk about them with more authority later. But let's sure. talk about best picture. Um, spend Gosh. some time here. So the ones that got in here were Belfast, The Power of the Dog, King Richard, Dune, Licorice Pizza, Don't Look Up, West Side Story, Coda, Drive My Car, and Nightmare Alley. What say you? <laughs> well, they went uh, what eight eight for ten with PGA mm -hmm. with Drive My Car and Nightmare Alley getting in over Tick Tick Boom and Being the Ricardos. I I I knew Being the Ricardos was a weird fake out. It just didn't feel right. But I am kind of surprised that Tick Tick Boom missed. 
um, or The Lost Daughter, but that also means that Netflix still has not gotten in three Best Picture nominees. So they have two here now, Power of the Dog and Don't Look Up. But so, so that stat, which was 61 years old, is now 62 years old uh, of the last time that a single studio got three Best Picture nominees. Which was United Artists, right? Correct. So I had, I really thought I had a feeling that House of Gucci was going to get in. I just Me thought too. people wanted a good time, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> nope, um, it didn't get in here and it really had a bad night. Oh, it was, it was um, or a bad morning, I should say. Yeah, it was, it was pretty devastating for, for that film and certainly for its fans. Um, anything else you want to say here? The tragedy of Macbeth didn't get in. It did not. Um, it's it's overall some it's kind of a, a bunch of low scoring films. When I looked at my predictions, they actually line up in a certain way with how many overall nominations that the the best picture nominees got. Uh, you know. Dune and Power of the Dog were always going to be the nomination leaders, and they are here. Uh, and then Belfast and West Side Story got seven each, which is good for West Side Story, bad for Belfast. And then everything else is like three, four, six. King Richard got six, which was really good performance for that film. Mm -hmm. um, but everything else is three and four. It's it's very spread it's, out very very spread out which honestly makes this race you know like like we said even tighter between that top two it feels like uh you power of the dog really took a step up here um getting those big editing and cinematography nominations that belfast didn't get as we were mentioning yeah and all four i mean there was a there was a time when people were predicting belfast to get four nominations in here and look who it was it was power of the dog well, that's one of my favorite movies of the year, so I'm good with that. Anything else you want to um, talk about from the morning that was exciting? How how, um, how high did you yell at the Kristen Stewart? You know, it's I did I couldn't yell too much because it it was still so early, and I'm you know in a in a household with sleeping people, so I just had to do a lot of like stifled screaming, which was <laughs> just as fine. Um, I, I I think it's. I think it would be, you know, remiss to not talk about some of the of the misses here. Passing completely got zero. Uh, I think there were very few people of color nominated in the acting categories compared to last year. Last year was nine of twenty, and this year is one, two, three, four. Mm -hmm. That's it. So less than half, which is which is unfortunate to say the least. Um, I'm very disappointed that Ruth Nega didn't get in here. Yeah, that's disappointing. And Jennifer Hudson didn't get in. Mm -hmm. But I mean, overall, these these were pretty exciting. The morning was pretty exciting. Uh, and yeah, now we go on to the next stage. The next stage. And what does that mean? <laughs> that means that actually everything's really quiet right now. The next two weeks, there's not very much going on for, you know, awards and, and guilds and groups to, to start handing out these 
these nominations because so many of them moved to March because of Omicron, which does seem like it's fading, at least over here a little bit on this side of the U.S. coast. So we have March is packed, packed, packed with, uh, with guilds and with award shows. And February is a little bit quiet. So for the next week and a half or so, all of us are going to be just formulating our first predictions and our immediate responses to the nominations today and what changed uh, in the race, because a lot of things changed today. And we got through those. Thank you so much. I hope you can get take a little mini breather now these coming two weeks ahead of March and um, <laughs> and <laughs> just and then I'm going to call you again. Um, we'll probably be able to do a couple before the Oscars, but uh, we'll definitely do predictions. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And, and um, I'm going to get this up really soon. But if you hear this before, Eric's going to be all over the place today, right? You're doing a Rotten Tomatoes Academy thing coming up. Yeah, Twitter Twitter spaces with them, with some other uh, pundits and, and insiders, as they like to call us. Uh, so that's going to be fun. And then another later in the day. And at some point, I'll find time to eat or I don't know, maybe <laughs> we'll see who needs food. Please eat, eat and sleep. Oh, it's always <laughs> so great to talk to you. Thank you so much, Eric. Um, we'll talk again very soon. Thank you. It's always awesome to be here. I'm Allison Holland, host of the Kennedy Dynasty podcast. Equipped with a microphone and a long-term fascination of the Kennedy family, I am joined by an incredible cast of experts, friends, and guests to take you on a fun, relaxed, yet informative journey through history and pop culture. From book references to fashion to philanthropy to our modern expectations of the presidency itself, you'll see that there is so much more to Kennedy than just JFK or conspiracy theories. Join me for the Kennedy Dynasty podcast.